What is up? My name is Ashraf. Alright, three questions. First, do you have a website? And if so, are you able to get people to do whatever you want them to do? You know, like getting them to buy your books or programs or maybe even subscribing to your email list. Uh, can you do? Can you uh, make them do that? Okay, that, that's the second question. Now the third one is, are you satisfied with the numbers, right? Are you satisfied with the numbers that, um, you know, the viewers and the subscribers, right? Or maybe the buyers, right? Are you, uh, are you satisfied with that numbers? And if not, then this episode is for you. Okay, so today's episode is how to create content on your website that makes people buy. And in this case, we are going to talk about how to sell people to be your subscribers, okay? Because that's what Jace is doing on his website. Because, you know, he's been getting people to opt in to his email newsletter, right? Because he prefers to build relationship first before selling his stuff. Okay, now you may be thinking, who is Jace Craft, right? So let me introduce him. So... Jace got into podcasting with a local podcast called Local Business Heroes, which highlighted business owners. And it wasn't long before he realized that podcasting was his passion. Since that podcast, he has launched two other podcasts called Science of Sports, Recovery, and How to Make Money Podcasting. He, he launched pod- he launched Perfect My Podcast in 2020 to help podcasters from all walks of life sustain their podcast by helping out with production, promotion, guest management, and growth strategy. He knows that behind every podcast is a passionate host ready to get their message across the world, and it became his duty to help podcasters across the world get their message out. Okay, so that's so that's his intro. Wow, that is so cool. That, that is so good, right? Now, that, now before we begin here, uh, make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, okay? Because you know what happens after you do that. Uh, you know what happens after you click that subscribe button? All right, let me tell you. First, you are able to make money on demand every time you post something on your social media, okay? So that's the first. That's the first. Secondly, you don't have to worry about not getting enough leads or customers because you always get more. Oh, right. Right. That is so cool. So that's what I can promise once you do that. Now click that subscribe or follow button right now. Okay. Anyway, just to let you know that this is the first part of the whole conversation, right? And yeah, let's begin. So here are some of the biggest questions when it comes to content marketing. Why does the content that gets tons of likes and comments does not make more money than the one with a few likes? And why do some influencers with more than 10,000 followers are still broke while the ones with a few hundreds only make a fortune? And how come the content that is so good still cannot make people buy while the simplest one can? Well, today, people are obsessed with the number of followers, likes, and comments whenever they put out a content. And the truth is, those things are what makes people broke. So, how do these successful marketers create content that generates money? Those are the questions, and on this podcast, you'll find the answers. I'm your host, Ashraf, and you're listening to Content Marketing Hacks. Hey Jace, welcome to the Content Marketing Hacks podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. 
Ashraf, it's good to be here. Awesome. So uh, before we uh, before we get into the, all this amazing stuff, I really want to know how you know why did you start you know, it, why did you start podcasting? I mean, I know you have a, an yeah. athlete background, but uh, why why choose podcasting afterwards? Yeah, so actually, I, I started podcasting because I was in software sales, and it was a way for me to make more sales um, through my podcasting. And uh, I, I quickly learned that I liked the podcasting part of it more than I liked the software sales part of it. Uh, so I kind of leaned into that, and then I so I my first ever podcast was just interviewing local businesses in the Sioux Falls, my local market, uh, about you know what they do for their business, and then put and then talking a little bit about software and processes and that kind of stuff, and then I started another podcast called the Science of Sports Recovery. Um, because I am an athlete, like you had mentioned, I was an athlete in college, ran a 410 mile, uh, and now I'm training for Spartan, uh, like obstacle course racing uh, events. And I wanted to learn from the professionals and from the researchers, like really how to get the most out of your body, right? And I knew from my previous experience podcasting that if I started a podcast, I'd have access to talk to these really intelligent people, people that knew more than me, uh, because you had a reason then to, right? Because you could host them on your podcast and stuff. So that that was kind of the initial uh, reason why I started that podcast. Wow. Okay. So that means you have three podcasts now? Uh, so I have software? two now The because I have... Um, how to make money podcasting. That's the one that I started just um, a couple months ago. And then I have since stopped the local podcast here. Wow. That's, that's powerful. Uh, and, and uh, what, what happens to their first podcast? Did you do anything about it? Um, I, I just, I, I'm not in software sales anymore. Uh, uh. Yeah. So I, I'm now I'm full-time, uh, podcast production, podcast editing, and, and that kind of stuff. So I transitioned from the that local business type of podcast to a uh, more general, like just how to make money podcasting podcast, because then that um, facilitates kind of the the growth of my new business. Mm, I see. So you have a you have a company called Perfect My Podcast, and then you have a show about. Uh, helping people how to make money from podcasts, right? Yeah. Uh, so you know, so did you? Uh, uh, why why did you decide to help people in podcasting? I mean, you said that you create a podcast because you want to talk to experts. Yeah. yeah. But why did you decide to help a local business in podcasting? Yeah. So it's kind of a funny story how I got into the actual podcast production and, and editing part of this is uh, when I started the Science of Sports Recovery podcast, you know, then I had two podcasts and I was like, well, I, I didn't know any other podcaster. Like I was just kind of off in my own little world doing this thing, figuring it out by myself. And, you know, I had marketing yeah. background and software background. So I, I knew my way around stuff. Um, but I had never actually talked to anybody else that was doing it. 
So I had posted on Facebook and a few different groups and say, just asking people if I hosted a networking event specifically for podcasters, like just virtual online face-to-face, you know, kind of meeting, would anybody come? And overnight I had 300 people message me or uh, comment on my posts and stuff. So then I knew like, okay, there's, there's a podcasting community that's, like thriving or thirsty for community, for actual community, not just like um, kind of, you know, forums and and those kinds of stuff. So that's when I kind of delved into the podcasting community and started hosting these networking events twice a month um, for podcasters just to kind of learn something from a, a speaker and then to get together and talk about podcasting the struggles the you know the benefits the what's working what's not afterwards and so i've been doing that twice a month and then um as i got deeper into the podcasting community that's when i realized there was a real need for the the post-production part of it the you know the audio editing video editing image creation marketing um, those kinds of things. And then that's what I decided to serve. And then that led into the next podcast. So, oh. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm really missed, you will create a virtual summit uh, about podcast growth. And uh, that's, that was like, uh, uh, like a few months ago, right? And uh, so, so you help podcasters and you even have a networking event for, for podcasters. So, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, what kind of challenges that, uh, that you face when helping podcasters or maybe helping local business to start a podcast? What kind of challenges do you face? Yeah, so there's several, there's several challenges that I think every podcaster kind of goes through. And it's a lot of mental um, stuff. There's kind of like mental and then there's just like the lack of knowledge. So, and, and when I say like it's mental, it's like, Uh, I'm afraid to get behind the mic because I don't like the sound of my voice or I don't think that I am knowledge about a subject, but I actually am. Or, you know, those, those kinds of things where I'm not good enough to do. Who am I to have a podcast on a certain subject? You know, those are the kind of mental barriers that a lot of people have. Um, And and that you just kind of got to work through like, okay, you don't have to. Uh, the The biggest one I, I see is who am I to have a podcast on this subject because I'm not an expert. Mm-hmm. Well, all the podcasts that I've started this far, I haven't been an expert in when starting. I mm-hmm. started them to learn from the experts and then I just facilitate the yeah. conversation and to, you know, your point about content marketing for this podcast is your learning and producing content for you know your potential audience so it's kind of a a win-win there anyways uh so you don't have to be the expert that's kind of the the first mental shift that people need to get over Um, the second thing is just lack of knowledge on how to do things like audio editing um video editing you know where to upload your podcast so it gets distributed on apple podcasts and google podcasts and spotify and all those other little ones that nobody's heard about you know um and podcast website do you need one how do you book a guest all those little 
things, uh, you know, we can help with that. Yeah. Or the, otherwise, our you know networking events really help with getting people comfortable with that and, and stuff. So that's just about knowledge. But the the one thing I would say on that is people use the lack of knowledge as an excuse. They use, they say, I don't know how to edit audio, so I'm not going to do a podcast when a podcast could like really change their life. Right. But they use that as an excuse. You can always find somebody to edit your audio. It's going to cost you a little bit money or you can learn it yourself. There's, you know, different ways and it's not that hard. Podcasting is not that hard. Um, it's just a matter of actually doing it, being consistent, um, and, you know, producing the content. All right. So two things: uh, the mental, sh the mental barrier, and the techie stuff. Okay. So uh, how do you how do you tell them to uh, to overcome these challenges? Yeah. So for the mental uh, mental part of it is it's a lot of like coaching, uh, understanding who they are as a as a person um, and where they want to go what's the purpose of this podcast you know is it about them is it about other people um, and that's gonna kind of dictate like are you going to be able to move forward some people won't ever get past the the mental hurdles of podcasting because they just they can't get past the sound of their voice or you know and and, and that's okay podcasting is not for everybody you don't have to just because like it's kind of on a very you know steep incline as far as popularity and you know trending mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you have to have a podcast uh it can be beneficial but if it doesn't fit your personality that's okay uh, so that's the first thing we say like is a podcast right for you? And then if we do determine that it is then it's uh, starting to work through okay why don't you like the sound of your voice or why don't you think you're good enough mm. or uh or maybe just thinking of like they have a, a vision of their podcast or a vision of what podcasting is that's not actually true right because if you're if the barrier is hey i'm not an expert in this subject like for me I, sports recovery like I'm not a physical therapist. I'm not an athletic trainer, you know, just a, an athlete here. So I, I know some of the lingo, but I didn't know how to put it together. Um, so I didn't have to be the expert. So that, but that wasn't a barrier for me because I knew I could interview the experts. Right. So, uh, so that's kind of the mental shift. And then for the technical side, it's just, I mean, it, you can learn anything you want through YouTube, Google, uh, or some sort of course that's online. I, right now, I don't sell any courses. Um, I might potentially in the future, but like the information is out there for free, and you just got to go find it. Um, if you want help finding that information, um, talk to somebody who is doing it. You know, like uh, myself or yourself. Uh, or any, you know, if you know somebody who's podcasting, and you want to do it, like, just ask them, how do you edit the audio? Like, is it hard? Can you show me, uh, you know, what software do you use? That's kind of the first step. What software do you use? And then learn how to use the software. Uh, those are, you know, the two things that I would yeah. suggest. Yeah. Yeah. About the, uh, the podcaster that, uh, that do not love the, did not like their their voice i do i do find it funny that 
uh, there, there's actually a lot of podcasters that hate their voice. You know, I even asked the, mm-hmm. the top podcasters like, you know, Johnny Dumas and, uh, you know, uh, Jeremy's, I, I don't remember the name, but there are a lot of top podcasters that actually hate their voice. So I do think that yeah. it's natural to, to hate it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Because it sounds different to you. I mean, you hear your voice. Yeah through the like the bones in your face and i mean obviously everybody else doesn't hear that so then when it's actually recorded and you're hearing how it actually sounds you've been living with a different voice you know in your head this whole time than what's actually out there Uh but i will say it gets better as you listen to it i don't listen to a lot of my own podcasts just because (laughs) like i've already had the conversation you know uh so i'm listening more for quality check than to actually enjoy listening to myself talk um yeah but i would say as you record yourself you get more comfortable with being recorded being live you know being in front of people and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah that's right so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Jace, I think we can get into the topic here. Uh, the topic is, uh, you know, how to monetize your content. Uh, actually, I have no right title yet. I haven't come up with the right title. So it's all about how to monetize your content. Mm-hmm. So uh, since you are all about podcasting, you even ha- have a, a, a company that's uh, a production company for podcasting so yeah. you uh, you might as well know a lot about this stuff right so yeah. I, I kind of want to know you know how do you monetize your podcast yeah have there you, are you, yeah. there are a ton of ways to monetize your podcast uh, and that's what my, my podcast how to make money podcasting is all about is interviewing yeah. podcasters who are doing that what ways they're doing that uh, but I'll kind of break it down in, in a couple different avenues for your listeners for some takeaways here. Uh, the first way, and I, I would say the, the least thought of way um, that can be the most impactful is if you have a, a company and you're, you have a podcast, if you interview your ideal customers, you'll make sales that way. If mm. even if nobody listens to your podcast, um, you'll yeah. make sales interviewing your ideal customer because um, inevitably they'll either ask you know what you do, what your podcast is about, um, you know who you serve, those kinds of things. They'll come up during the podcast as you're interviewing them uh, or talking to them and say, "Yeah, we have you know a service that does this or a product that does this," and they'll they'll hear that and they'll be like oh i actually need that you know or i could use that let's talk about that later uh so that's where i made a lot Hmm. of sales in my uh, local business podcast because i was just interviewing my ideal customer and i didn't really uh, care if anybody listened to it or not i was making sales through the interviews now the the caveat to this is the interview can't be a sales pitch Right. You can't go into the interview and say, hey, want to be on my podcast and then just asking them basically sales questions to try to close them. Right. It has to be some sort mm-hmm. of like I want to highlight you to an audience that, you know, is relevant to them um, as well as, you know, asking them, you know, key questions on 
things that are going to trigger for you if there would be a good fit for your product, right? So if I was selling, you know, podcast production services and I asked a podcaster, like, so do you do all your editing yourself or do you, you know, use somebody else on the show? Because then it provides value to the podcasters listening saying, okay, you know, this person's at this level. Now she's outsourced or he's outsourced or, you know, he's still doing it all himself, you know, but I also have that information now if I know mm-hmm. they're using a competitor or if they haven't outsourced yet and I can, you know, follow up with that potentially later. So that's the first way is interview your um, ideal customers. The second way, most common way mm-hmm. Uh, or most commonly thought of. It's actually not the most common way, but the most commonly thought of is sponsorships. So you have a podcast, you have an audience, say like um, you have a a craft beer um, podcast where you talk about craft beer or something. Uh, You could have a sponsor, you know, about a a beer sponsor potentially uh, that's going to want to get in front of your ideal audience. They pay you for a 30 to 60 second slot on the podcast. That's a way to monetize kind of your podcast. Uh, That's probably the most thought of. It's also the uh, potentially one of the hardest to do um, just because Mm -hmm. you have to, if if you're a niche podcast so I know of a, a lady, um, Heidi K. Begay on, on Flute 360 podcast. So shout out to her. Uh, she has a very niche podcast, right? It's about, it's for flutists about how to be a flutist and, and you know, teaching flute, Flute? flutistness uh, <laughs> uh, about okay, what, the what instrument. Kind of... What? Okay. What is that? A flute, so a flute, a flute is an instrument. Um, like a trumpet or a trombone or a guitar. It's, oh, okay, it's, a, it's an instrument that you play. So it's a, it's about that. Um, she gets very a, a very good sponsor package uh, based because she only talks to that niche audience, the people that play the flute. And so flute manufacturers want to be in front of that audience, mm-hmm. right? So it's an easier sale for her. Whereas if you have a podcast like you know, the Joe Rogan experience where it's just, it's interviewing celebrities. It's not that niche as far as you can't nail down who's listening to the podcast. Then it's harder to sell sponsorships because you have to have such a volume of downloads to do that um, and to make it actually worth your time and money. So, so the second Avenue is sponsorships. And then the last one before I'll, I'll kind of wrap up here, my thought and, and let you kind of ask, uh, you know, lead in questions from here is the third one is selling your own products and services. Um, so, yeah. and, and this is where most like businesses, if you have a business already and you start a podcast, this is the route that you're going to take is promoting your own, um, products and services. So, um, you know, if you have a, a podcast about, you know, content creation and you help people, you know, create content, then having an ad in that um, podcast, directing people to your website or to, you know, a lead form or some sort of that kind of thing. um, That's what a lot of podcasts do and are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, wow, that's powerful. Three, three different ways. Okay. Uh, 
you know i have done the the first one and the third one and i have never done the second one yet uh because i, I think that's the easiest one for me and uh you know did you learn the first one from someone because i i, I believe that i've heard that method before mm-hmm. is it from jamie atkinson or someone um <laughs> you know I, i wouldn't know i actually didn't learn it from somebody it just kind of happened oh. um on my own podcast so uh like i said when i started podcasting i knew nobody else uh who was podcasting besides the podcasts that i listened to which were uh really marketing or, or sales or software type podcasts but there wasn't any podcasts about podcasting um so when i started it was in my mind i was like i'm going to build influence in my community and then people are going to listen to the podcast and then reach out to me and uh want to buy software that was in my mind what was mm-hmm. in reality it was the people i was actually interviewing those were the people that were like oh yeah i should learn more about that right so mm-hmm. it was kind of from perception to reality was different there And then wow. that's when I learned like, oh, this is this is a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I, I I'm familiar with that method and I thought you would learn it from someone. But yeah, that's cool that you you have discovered that on, on your own. And uh, right. So uh, did you have you have do you have a content plan uh, in your podcast or maybe in your, you know, social media, specifically in social media? I don't oh, yeah. know, do you have any content calendar? Yeah, so we we have a, a content plan for each of our podcasts that we manage and that I host. Uh it's it's pretty simple. Uh where okay, where you know, how many times a month or a week is this podcast produced, right? Um so then you set that on a weekly or monthly basis out into the future indefinitely. So mm-hmm. um for mo- most of the podcasts I work with, they're a weekly show. So every, you know, Tuesday, let's say you post the the podcast and then that goes out to YouTube and to your podcast host and then to the podcast players. And then we take down, depending on what the podcaster wants for promotional package, we say, okay, you want this many videos, this many quote graphics, you know, a cover photo, you know, et cetera. And then mm-hmm. we space that out over the the week or the interval between each podcast. Um, and then that's basically our content plan. So you'll see like Monday through Friday, here's what's posted on Monday. Here's what's posted on Tuesday. Here's what's posted on Thursday or Wednesday, you know, et cetera. Um, and then every time we get the podcast recorded and we have that audio video now, Now our team knows what to like, how many videos to create, how many quotes, and etc. And then we just start posting. Wow, that's that's a awesome plan. Uh, that's too much work. Um, I mean, for you, if you if you have a company, then that's that may be easy for you, right? Uh, but uh, okay, that's that's cool. So you know, uh, back to the when you mentioned about there's not much podcast about podcasting. I actually. Uh, I'm curious about how you know I I actually found found out uh like four podcasts about podcasting so uh it, how do you how do you stand out from them mm-hmm. what what is unique about about your podcast Yeah so 
there's actually a lot of podcasts about podcasting um, because there's, if you're a podcaster, then you know about podcasting. So the next logical step is to teach people how to podcast. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that will do editing services. There's a lot of, a lot of podcasting, like, services out there um there's a lot of competition what i found that was missing and you should do this in any kind of market if you're going to start a podcast you should research the podcast in the market before you start a podcast um there's two things that i noticed with this podcast one was i just wanted to talk to podcasters anyways so even if I was kind of like run of the mill, the same as every other podcasting podcast, uh, I was like, it's going to be beneficial to me because I'm actually talking to podcasters. Right. Yeah. Uh, so if nobody listened to it, I'm still getting benefit. That was number one. I was like, okay, so I'm going to do this anyways. Number two is what are all the other podcasters doing in that space, in that niche? Um, a mm-hmm. lot of them are, like either saying, here's how to podcast. It's kind of like a monologue of one person telling, you know, here's how to set up this. Here's how to do this. Here's how to get a sponsor. Here's how to do that. Or, you know, two or three people um, talking, but it's always the same host. Right. Uh, and then a lot of them are about the business type of podcast. And I'll tell you, it's a lot easier to monetize a podcast in the like, uh, business services than it is in probably any other podcast. Um, oh. So I wanted to highlight podcasters outside and inside of the business niche um, yeah. and how they're actually creating podcasts. Because if I'm creating income from my podcast, how to make money podcasting, Right. It's not as relatable to somebody who has, say, a flute podcast or a podcast <laughs> about turtles or, vegan. you know, an audio drama podcast or a health, you know, vegan podcast. <laughs> it's not as relatable. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to highlight podcasters from all different industries and mm. how they're making podcasts how they're making money doing that. So we've had people on from, you know, kind of the gaming sci-fi niche to uh, flute uh, to content creators to um, just like in powerful, inspiring stories um, and everything in between. So we've had, mm-hmm. we've had quite the variety and they all make money a little bit differently. Right. Um, so we mm-hmm. have the three that, I, I told you earlier, um, but there's all these other different ways through like Patreon or through getting a speaking gig at, you know, a live event or a virtual event. Um, and so I'm just exploring some of those different avenues with these other people that I haven't even done myself yet. Um, so it's not coming necessarily from one man's perspective. It's coming from kind of a community of podcasters. And there might be an episode that resonates with you because it's closer to your niche. That's great. But there also might be something that's outside of your niche that you take and apply to your niche. And you could be the first one who's ever done it. You know, so maybe your niche doesn't have any sort of like virtual conferences that you can speak at. And you're like, mm-hmm. hey, that's cool. Why don't I start my own virtual conference? 
right yeah. so it's 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 like trying to to take the variety of industries and then apply it to your own yeah yeah that's that's cool all right i hope you enjoyed our conversation and got so many golden nuggets okay now that you have listened to the end i have got a free gift for you and it's not a masterclass or a webinar or some trainings okay it's a real gift i promise okay what is it you say all right um i'm gonna give you a podcast microphone for free that's right you heard that right baby it's free i'm going to give you a podcast microphone for free and if you are doing a podcast then you may need this microphone you know okay and keep in mind i can i can only give 1000 of this away for free so get it now before it runs out so you can get it at bit.ly forward slash free podcast mic again that's bit.ly forward slash free podcast mic the link is in the description below if you don't get it right okay so get it now before it runs out all right now always remember that content creators get slight but content marketers get paid